Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us today. Our scripture is Luke 23, 27 through 28. A great number of people followed him, and among them women who were mourning and wailing for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but for yourselves and your children. And so this is the procession on the way to the cross. There's this large gathering of people following Jesus to see what's going to happen, um, to see him be crucified. And the Bible tells us specifically that there were women mourning him, and Jesus stops out of compassion to speak to them. Jesus was constantly in his ministry, taking time for women. And when we look at this from the context of our current world, we miss how countercultural it was that Jesus included women so openly and so freely in his, in his ministry. At the time that Jesus walked the earth, the role of women was primarily in the home. They were not permitted to speak to men. They could only go to the court of the women, not all the way into the temple. They weren't included in the public prayer, and they were generally not taught the scriptures. So by continually interacting with Jesus and right here, pausing to talk to the daughters of Jerusalem to address them specifically, Jesus was completely going against the culture of the time that said that he shouldn't be talking to women. We know that Jesus met with the Samaritan woman at the well, and John 4.27 specifically records that the disciples were surprised to see Jesus talking with this woman. We know that he had this beautiful friendship with Mary and Martha, and we see that that he allows Mary to sit at his feet and be taught among the men, giving her full access to everything that he was teaching, just the same as the men were getting. A little bit later, we know that Martha goes to Jesus when Lazarus has died. She goes out and meets him, and she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And to me, at this time, it's astounding that she had such a relationship with Jesus. There was so much love there, so much security there, that she knew she could go out to meet him and speak freely to him, and that he wasn't going to reprimand her, even though it was completely countercultural for that time. And so as these women are following Jesus and weeping as he's led to the cross, they're weeping for their dear friend, They're weeping for someone who has touched their lives so profoundly. They're also weeping for someone who finally saw them as more. They were unseen, and Jesus came and he saw them. And it wasn't at all just women that Jesus saw. All throughout his ministry, he was constantly going after the people that the world said didn't matter, the ones that in their culture were unseen. His birth was announced to shepherds, not to kings. He welcomed little children when the disciples wanted to send them away. He ate with sinners and tax collectors. He touched the leper in Matthew 8, 3. And this one is particularly amazing to me because in verse 13, we see that Jesus healed the centurion's servant when he wasn't even present. All he did was say that he was healed and he was. But Jesus takes the time to actually touch this leper, someone that had to live completely isolated outside of the camp, someone that couldn't be touched, but Jesus touched him to heal him. 
And in our world right now where we're so isolated, where there have been times that, that I've watched friends cry and I've wanted to hug them so badly, there's so many of us that really just want to get back to the way that things were, that where we can just love on each other freely. And I can only imagine what the touch of Jesus would have done for someone as isolated as this leper. He didn't have to touch him, but he did. And that's my Jesus. And I think it's so, so amazing that he constantly just went after the ones that were lost, the ones that were forgotten, the ones that were completely unseen. And so here he is going to the cross, and he stops one more time to address the unseen with compassion. Jesus knows that after the cross, there's so much glory awaiting him. And so his concern is not for himself, but it's for these women and for their children and for just the, their humanity, the world that they're going to have to continue to live in and all the hardships that he knows are coming. And so one more time, he reaches out with compassion. First Peter 3.12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. And so wherever you are right now in your life, as we're all a little more isolated than we would like to be, than we normally are, I want to remind you that you are seen. You have a Savior that loves you, that sees you right where you are. He knows the number of hairs on your head down to the deepest desires of your heart. He is so fully present with you at every moment. And then I also want to challenge you to look around in your world and follow after Jesus, follow in his footsteps. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring to your mind, to bring to your attention, the people in your world that are unseen, the ones that are lost, the ones that are forgotten. We serve a God who leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Jesus set the example for us by continually reaching out to the people that the world didn't want. And I just want to challenge you to do the same in your life this week. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for you. We are so thankful for a Jesus that came for everyone, that not one single person was outside of the love of Jesus, that he loved the people who hated him. He loved the people who nailed him to the cross. He loved the lowly. He loved the forgotten. He reached out to the women um, and the children and And we just want to be like Jesus. We're so thankful for that quality of Him that includes all of us in in the kingdom of God. And we want to be like Him. And so I pray that you would just bring to our mind and to our attention the ones that are forgotten, Lord. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.